We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. To episode 36 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I am your very sick host, Brittany Brombacher, and I am joined by Nick Voodoo. How's your hammer hanging? How's my hammer nice and low and loose? Is that, is that the right answer? It sounds appropriate, at least for today, because by golly, you sound like a teenage boy. <laughs> oh, God dang it. I know, all of my listeners, I have to say, I have missed podcasting so hard. I was just telling Nick this before I hopped on. But I've been, like, deathly sick for the past several weeks, and I feel like by the time, you know, the day winds down and it's time to record the podcast, my voice is overused for the day, and it's just like, no, fuck you, I'm not going to work anymore. So I have, like, tried not to talk at all today in hopes I can at least, like, pump out, pump out like, a 30-minute, like, episode tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to Disney with Blair and KC. <laughs> oh, God. I know, I can't believe I haven't been on since then. That was so much fun. Like, getting able to hang out with those guys and, like, um, getting to record being Nurse Skinkalicious Brit or whatever <laughs> names you called me. That's awesome. I called you a lot. I can't remember <laughs> them all, but I, most of them involved the word skank. That's, yeah, that's about right. And, um, no, it was so much fun to record the, you know, the nurse cameo. Like I had said, um, I'd gotten my lines like a week before. You know, I actually recorded them, and gosh, I went there like April twelfth. Um, yeah, it was April twelfth. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh my god, about a month it was, ago. It That's was cra- a month ago. That's crazy. Um, so I recorded them around April twelfth, and um, yeah, you know, it was really fun to be able to like read what was gonna happen and like get to the recording studio and get like my own little like special room. I actually did a little blog post on it on my website blonder dot com. So when you were recording, uh, were you there with the whole cast? Because it seems like a really quick turnaround. You were recording on the 12th, and you were released on, like, the, the episode that you were in was released, what, fuck, like, the 20th? 17th? Um, or, like, it was really fast. Yeah, I can't remember when it was released, but actually, the the initial plan was for me to record the entire cast, but, um, and their record dates are on Sunday, so... In order for me to record, I would have had to, on, with them on Sunday, I would have had to have flown out, you know, late, late Sunday night. But those plane tickets were like $150 more expensive. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, Compared of to like, you know, flying out first thing Sunday morning. So um, Saturday afternoon, Casey, Blair, and I went to um, the studio and I got my own little like room with a booth and a microphone and it was really cute <laughs> and uh, just went in there and like recorded some lines. So Cool. So you didn't actually get a chance, uh, aside from like Casey, Blair, and uh, I assume Grayson was there too or no? Yeah, I got to hang out with Grayson for a so, little bit at the video game tourney. Yeah, it was nice. fun. So, aside from them, you didn't get to meet, like, any of the new people. Like, obviously, you've met, you know, like, Michael Leeson and Dot and uh, J.O. Ligario and all the people that were there mm-hmm. for, like, the We're Alive uh, in person. The live recording. Um, the live, yeah. Uh, but you didn't get a chance to meet, like, Kim or Puck or any of the new people. No, actually, I did. Oh, shit. Was it Carl? Yes, Carl. There was someone I got to meet, too. Oh, okay. I'm I'm, bl- I'm blanking on names right now. Blame the cold medicine. But the person that drove me to the airport was um, Steven. Oh, uh, Eric Waro? Maybe. The the new zombie intern. Yes. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes, Eric Waro. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he, uh, he drove me to the airport, so that was really fun. And then I think... Um, Ah, uh, crap! I just totally blanked. Carl is that is that the guy's yeah, name? Yeah, that's that's the the, guy? that's who I've been calling GI Joe because I didn't recognize him on podcast, and 
and uh, and Narf said, wasn't it Carl? I was like, I- I'm going to call him Joe. Gia Joe, yeah. And then I think it was him. I'm sorry if I'm mistaken, but he was um, also at the video game tournament, too. Oh, cool. So, yeah. It was, so, that was really cool. I got to meet those little guys. And um, <laughs> I say little guys. They weren't necessarily little. But in, in terms of character roles. But, um, hey, they're, they're yeah. brand new. You never know what they're going to accomplish. I have so much respect for voice actors now. Like, I had never done any voice recording or acting or acting of any sorts my entire life. Like, nothing. <laughs> and it showed. What? I, I'm no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was so nervous. Like, I didn't want to listen to myself. But, Did um, you? Yeah, briefly. And the, But the thing is, is, like, I don't know if the actors do this themselves, but, like, listening to myself totally took me out of the episode. Because I just remembered me recording those lines in a little booth by myself, yep. you know? Yeah, it's so, um, that was really funny, but there's the line, you know, where I'm supposed to be, like, rolling Tanya over on her side, and I, like, I can't, like, I don't know how to, like, convey, like, grunting and, like, physical excursion, like, through my voice, so Casey had to come into the booth, and he offered me up his arm, he's like, okay, struggle with me, and so I was just, like, yanking on his arm, (laughs) yeah, I was just yanking on his arm, and I think I gave him, like, some temporary bruises. (laughs) You gave him an Indian rug burn, well done. I know, (laughs) well done, but no, it was, it was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, so remember that conversation way, way, way back with uh, Kevin we did, I think, I guess it was in, like, September, October, whatever, I know it was when I was in D.C. at some point while working on a show, um, where we were talking about, like, the method acting and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You just did method acting. Good job. Yay! Go me! Yay, method <laughs> acting! Yeah. But, sort, well, uh, yeah, no, mod- modified really, method acting, but, you know, close enough. Yeah, cl- close enough. I mean, close it sort of counts, right? Yes. Um, but no, no not, really not the acting part. The, the method part was the sort of, not your acting. Your acting was great. Honestly, I listened to it once, and now, like, whenever I go back, I kind of, like, skip over it. It's really, I'm weird like that. I'm like, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> well, you know what? That works because your character skipped over something very, very important. I know. We can get to that. I suppose we probably should. I mean, that is the point of this podcast. So There's um, a point to this because podcast? Because I am, like, I sound like a teenage boy or an, or an old man. You can pick your favorite. Um, Nick is going to read the recap for me, and he so kindly put it together himself as well. So thank you, Nick. Hey, you're welcome. And um, then after that, I have some brief comments. There are 18 pages on the forum. Which is really kind of surprising because, you know, there's usually the forum explodes when there's theories to be had. There wasn't that much to theorize, per se. Really? Yeah, I agree. I think actually a lot of the comments were kind of like one-liner, like, you know, witty conversations going back and forth. But it's still good to have the interaction on there. Yes. All right, so uh, 29.2 uh, begins where we left off, Michael deciding whether or not he wants to sign his new orders. Uh, if he doesn't, he would be considered AWOL. Michael says there's no choice, like no choice, and he signs. Good, now we can get started. Have a seat. You too, Puck. I'm not sure how much of this you've been made aware of. Uh, Kimmet then begins the briefing. He shows a map uh, to Michael of the location of his forces, rescue, and special ops, and Michael comments how spread out they all are. Fort Irwin is a forward operating base for the troops, and they don't keep many civilians on site. Most are based in Boulder, Colorado, 150,000 people. Uh, Kimmet also says Irwin acts as boot camp to train those civilians who wish to enlist. The box is used for training, and Yermo is used for practical exercises. Michael asks how many soldiers are present, 200 trainees and 2,000 soldiers. 182 are in the field at this time. Kimmett says they have all branches of military present, including Coast Guard, but somehow they ignore the Air Force. <laughs> Is that a little zinger, you think? Uh, by the way, the case you made it sound on the forum? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I kind of w- wonder what one of the cast members thinks about that, because she's former Air Force. Uh, oh. Kim- <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> oh. 
Don't want to piss off Kelly. She'll, uh, she'll, of all she'll, people. I know. It's like of all characters. <laughs> she'll flirt you to death. Um, Kimmet commands, uh, commends the Coasties, excuse me, for getting their act together first when rescuing people from California. Um, they, uh, they, being Puck and Kimmet, ask Michael if he knows what happened to the crew of the chopper he found. Michael says they got, must have got overrun. Kimmet says he isn't surprised and that they were overambitious. He says that's why they're losing the war. Other commands took the stance that zombies could be cured and one by one they lost contact with them. Okay, moving on to the bigger picture. Boulder and Irwin are the only safe zones left in the continental U.S. Uh, that we know about, anyway. We lost contact with everyone on the East Coast about a week after the West was hit. Wait, so they had time to prepare? Well, not much, and it didn't matter. It multiplied and spread across the country in about a day and a half. Uh, Kimmett tells Michael that Irwin and Boulder are the only safe spots left that they know of. They lost contact with the East Coast one week after the outbreak. Kimmett said they had time to prepare, but it didn't help. It only took five days to reach the east. Uh, Kim, by the way, that is so sad. I live out here, dude. I know, dude. You're fucked. I was fucked as if I was in L.A. I would have been dead in five seconds. No, let's talk about that for a second. One okay. of the hot spots was Seattle. I, like, shit my pants when I heard that. I, I let out a little squeal. And I was like, oh, that's... Lim-. I think that was, like, a personal jab. You know, it, uh, <laughs> it probably was. And the only thing that I can think of was if he had specifically mentioned New York City, it would have been like, oh, that's a personal slight to me, you know, despite the fact there's 10 million people that live here. Um, and I'm going I'm to take it completely personally. Um, damn it, Casey, why did you have to kill me off in your story? I know. Whatever. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. I would have been killed off, too. I mean, Seattle. I mean, I'm, you, know. <laughs> you would have been killed off Costco, the end. Um, I would have survived in Costco. What the fuck you would. Started. You okay. would not. God. <laughs> It's the worst idea ever. <laughs> don't get me started. Like, I don't have the voice for this right now. I will take. I will take you down though. Regarding this Costco thing later. All right. We'll 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 talk. Okay. Uh, Kim tells him there were outbreaks in L.A., San Diego, Bay Area, Oregon, Seattle, and Japan, China, and the Philippines. Uh, Puck didn't know about the international outbreaks. Kim wants uh, that in the need to know category. Michael then tells them about Hawaii. Well, do you know anything more about it? How it started? No, we don't. Just focusing now on how to stop it. Look, I'm sure you'll get more bits of information as you work here, but that's where we stand. Michael wants to know if there's any more info about how it started and what it is, but they're told the primary focus is now stopping it, not what started it. Uh, Michael wants to know the plan and is told reclaiming areas that they have lost and protecting what they already have. Michael asks if he can tell his friends, but Kimmet says they probably already know because Carl was supposed to tell them anyway once they passed their physicals. Kimmet lays out the options for the rest of the tower people. Stay in a list or move to Boulder. Uh, Mikey no likey that and asks if he... <laughs> And asks if he'd be allowed to go to Boulder, which is big old no. Uh, Kent pulls a get-in-line soldier move, and Michael uh, says if asks if he can go talk to them. And if he if he does, he'd be able to convince them to say. Kim says, "Sure, that's great. Go ahead." I headed to the barracks as quickly as I could. So many things were racing through my head. What Kimmet told me was crazy, but at the same time, it made perfect sense. I understood why things were happening the way they did, but I didn't want them to. Everything was just changing so fast. Guys. Michael arrives to find he's too late, and Carl has already told Pegs, Kelly, Datsu, and the freshly released Riley about Boulder. Yay, Riley. It feels so good to hear her voice again. I didn't realize how much I missed it. You know, I have the same... And again, I'm I'm as guilty as this, because I put... Once we get to the end of the episode, obviously everyone already understands what happened, and everyone leaves for Boulder. Um, I was like, man, now that they're gone, I really kind of want like you know Angel and Bert back. Mm-hmm. And I actually said I want Angel back, and you know it's bad if I want. I know Angel it's back. bad if Nick wants Angel back. Yes. Um, 
There's a debate about pro or con Boulder or uh, staying here in Irwin to train. Michael has no choice but to stay and tries to convince everyone else to stay and train. Datu needs to stay with uh, uh, Hope as Tanya is under watch uh, by the um, ever-so-careful nurse Brit. That's right, bitches. <clears throat> yeah. We're, Whatever. We'll, we'll get to you in a second. Yeah. I mean, her in a second. You're not yeah. you. You're your character. Nothing? No, I, I, nurse Brit is a third of me now. <laughs> wow. That that's a lot to have a character take over you do. That's kinda of frightening. Um Kelly is tired of fighting all the time and Pegs has become a dirty hippie and again doesn't want to shoot things. <laughs> this is what happens when you leave me in charge of the recap. I can't stay, Michael. You can. You just don't want to. You're right. I don't. I don't want to be a soldier. I don't want to be forced to do things I'm not comfortable with. That's not me. But I also don't want to leave you. Well, which is it? Which is more important to you? The group breaks up uh, to pack. Uh, Michael is apparently back to smoking and meets Peg, and Peg meets him outside. What follows is a scene involving emotionally constipated black and white Michael and stubborn, surprisingly cold, and nearly bitchy Pegs. Um, they argue over their relationship and in the end decide to go their separate ways and break up. Um, there's no way I was recapping that. Just FYI. They break up. The end. They, they, yes, they do. The bus came by right on time. Riley and I helped them load everything onto the plane amongst the Hummer and the cargo already on board. It didn't take long as our group had little to begin with, but it gave us an excuse to see him off. The following morning, Michael and Riley escort the others to the box to say goodbye. Riley hugs Datu, Kelly hugs and thanks Michael for everything, which I thought was actually very sweet. Michael tells her to try not to be a bitch when they get to Boulder, which actually makes her chuckle. Uh, Riley and Peg say their goodbyes, and Michael gets a bear hug from Datu, and Datu gives Michael his journal. This leaves uh, Peg and uh, Michael's awkward goodbye, which is just, take care, bye. And just like that, they were gone. She was gone. And I was the idiot who let her go. Yeah, hold on a sec. I gotta get my yippee soon. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah, they're with me. Why? Oh, fuck. Alright, yeah, we're on our way. What? What is it? It's your friend, Tanya. She flipping out again? No, worse. She's been bit. <gasps> Who saw that coming? <laughs> um, about 99.9% .9 of the forum... <laughs> Um, I've imagined about the same percentage of Facebook yep. and all the people that don't interact with us socially in any way, shape, or form, they probably saw it coming too. Probably. God, it's so Maybe weird not. to hear myself talk right now because it's like an out-of-body experience. I feel like I'm possessed by the devil or some shit. Stop, just don't uh, spit up pea soup at me because that would be gross. <laughs> God, disgusting. Um, I have to say, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really fun to get like you know the new tidbits of what's going on. Yes. You think about we have like our little survivor group from LA, you know, living in like a rundown apartment building or some shit. Now there's 150,000 civilians, you know, in all these like stands and there's people out in the field. Oh, I yeah. thought that was really interesting. And then I liked the character interaction later with all the, the boohooing. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy getting the information. I like knowing that because when we got that first news report, it said it was worldwide. But you didn't tell you exactly where, and now it's starting to show you uh, one of the other popular theories now is that this originated from the Ring of Fire, which if you don't know, that's um, basically every country that is on the Pacific Ocean is in the Ring of Fire. It's where all the fault lines are, uh, all the volcanic activity, all the earthquakes is what causes all the tsunamis that we keep hearing about um, in recent years, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's 
where the primary action of this zombie outbreak happened was, you know, California and Washington and Japan and China and the Philippines and Hawaii, all these really active volcanic places. So, you know, that starts to open up a wide variety of things. It doesn't seem like it was a generated virus anymore um, because of this little tidbit of information. It doesn't seem like it was... um, uh, the flying squid, it doesn't, or uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the flying spaghetti really monster. Root- I was rooting for that one, but the flying spaghetti monster and his noodly appendage. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's it's starting to focus the the, the the plot line a little bit, with just with that little piece of information. But at the same time, we still don't know. There's still speculation to be had. So I like that theory because you know that it like kind of goes back to you know the cracks in the cement and it, like oh, yeah. how it. Ground zero. Everyone gets kind of sick around that area. You know why? Why is it? it? Must be something in the air. You know. So it's right. Like the the basically like it's a vent pipe that yes. cracked, and now it's letting out whatever it happens to be letting out from the Earth's core, or you know from Earth uh, fart confirmed. Yes. It is Earth fart causing there. the zombie apocalypse. The Earth ate too many burritos. That that was the size <laughs> of its forearm. Oh, and <laughs> that's fucking. That's a gross ass thought. Um, <laughs> it's your gross ass thought. I know, Earth farts, leave it to me to think that. Um, Yeah, so I really like that episode, and uh, reactions on the forum are pretty positive as well. Um, I personally, like I said, I really, really like the character interaction. I thought it was really interesting how Pegs kind of went so cold on Michael, but um, apparently this is a thing that females do, and I didn't know this, but one would think I do, because I, you know, last time I checked, I was a female. You don't, what? I'm a female. You are one. How do you not know the tactic? I don't know, man. I think I'm, I'm male, and I know the tactic. No, okay, you don't. Mentally, I'm a man. Okay, it, this is I think like a dude. It's just how it is. Yes, I am. So apparently, that. chicks like instead of like getting all emotional and shit, I guess we um, put up a front and we get all bitchy and like cold and hard and like we don't love you anymore. Goodbye. I guess that's how we do it. I guess that's how I should do it. If that, you, like you know, like circumstance ever occurred. <laughs> yeah, I guess. that I, I've been on the receiving end of that. It's not pretty, and oh. um. Interesting. It's it, it's not pretty. It's not fun to be on the receiving of, end of uh, someone that you have known to be warm and gentle and whatever turns into just like hardcore stone cold bitch. So do you think that's what Pegs was doing? Yeah, I think so. It's a tactic. Um, I mean, she she did try the best she could to try and make Michael choose, mm-hmm. but he already flipped into soldier mode and she missed it. And there was no way she could get it back. Not to mention, Michael doesn't choose the right thing. Most of the time, when it comes to her, anyway, um, right. and he's not—he—he's picking up on her clues better, mm-hmm. but he's not understanding her subtext at all. He doesn't understand that when she's saying you have a choice, and the choice is you know choose choose me and you know just let it go. Like he understands that to an extent, but he he doesn't understand that he literally does have the choice. He can actually go up to Kim and say no. Mm-hmm. I refuse this order. And, of course, Kim's going to throw him in jail <laughs> or execute him. That's still a choice. <laughs> and I think that's part of what's so frustrating about this situation is that, you know, we we as listeners understand that Michael doesn't really have a choice because he's enlisted. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't have the option to say, no, I can't go back into service with you because... I and they're want, not going to just let him like walk. They're not going to have the red carpet. Like, all right, here, here's your co- your chopper ride. You know, go ahead and be with your woman. It's right, not exactly. Like, anyway. Kim, he's way too valuable to Kimmet to actually mm-hmm. allow him to leave right. in that manner. So there's no way. No, I totally agree. So I thought that was interesting. Um, what else was there? 
Uh, Datsu cried again. He I held mean, it in pretty well. I, I thought that was really cute, though. Michael's like, okay, Datsu, or something. He's like, you can hug me. <laughs> that was really cute. I really like that. Oh, yeah, not, not so tight. Too bad. <laughs> All right, we have some thoughts from the forums on the characters. Oh, I'm going to totally butcher this. Hollow Mandius. Yeah, that's pretty close. I have All never right. been able to figure out how to actually say his name. Hollow Mandios, right? Mandios. the Michael Pegg's breakup. It seems to me that it was more of a we're breaking up, saying F you, so that's easier kind of thing. Though the guilt trip from Michael was a bit bullshit. Okay, again, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, too. Yeah I, yeah, I understand. I mean, Michael, again, does not understand how to emotionally manipulate people, so his guilt mm-hmm. trip sucked. Like, yeah, you know, he's you'll... more of like a like cut and dry. This is how it's going to be instead of like you know, kind of like sweet talking. It's yeah, like no, baby, it'll be okay. I'll protect you. I'll do this. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You can become no. a soldier. It'll yeah. be just fine. <laughs> Screw you, bitch. You'll get over it. Get over what, dude? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, um, no. Uh, he... It's it's because he doesn't have the facilities to under to, to really empathize with mm-hmm. her. I think. Is really why he can't talk to her effectively you, ever. I bet Michael's still a virgin. Oh no, he's not. Remember they had sex. Oh, that's right. But that was probably his first. Just saying, <laughs> dude has no game whatsoever. Just because he uh, has no game doesn't mean he didn't get lucky a couple times. Well, yeah, probably. Dude, at like they, four o'clock at night in a bar, you lower your like standards to the point. Shots and like some weed or some shit. I don't know. At that's four, probably the at, cold medicine talking. At four in the morning. Your standards are so low, it doesn't matter. As long as it has a pulse, it works. <laughs> That's funny, sir. Okay. Um, yes. All right. Cabbage Patch says, Pegs is gone. We'll miss her, but she made her choice. Michael needs to start hanging out at Weed Army Community Hospital and get to know Nurse Britt better. It sounds like she's a civilian after all, so he doesn't have to deal with that whole rank disparity thing. Yeah. So not only <laughs> will Nurse Britt... Or a third of me juggle Pete, the water boy from the colony, assuming he's still alive, and we will somehow make our way into each other's arms. Um, I will now have to deal with the Sergeant Michael Cross and his baggage. Man, Pete better watch out for shovels. That's all I gotta say. Michael is <laughs> deadly to people at the colony with shovels. I know. Um, the lost big boss said, I think the group will be staying for a little longer. Tanya is and was infected. No way they would let people, people near her leave to the last known place of humanity without more medical inspection and evaluation. They know they have slow turners, carriers on their hands. They're not going anywhere. Now, did the aircraft take off? Yeah. It did take off. That's what I thought, but I wanted just to throw that out there because I think a few people were kind of behind that theory, too. The thing I have against that personally in my own head is that they did check them (coughs) thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Um, They did blood tests, they did urine tests. They know what they're looking for. They didn't find it in them. Mm-hmm. Um, slow turning or not, I understand Nurse Britt done fucked up and missed a freaking hey. bite. Hey, sorry, you missed a bite arm on a fucking forearm, dude. Come now. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not like it was on her ass. I mean, yeah, that, that was the, I know Nurse Britt is a third of me, but like, that part of her was not a part of me. Is like that one third, two thirds of your blonde or something? I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't know how it works. I can't understand. That's getting into fractions that I don't, I, I don't understand Under fractions on that level. my current dosage of Claritin, it's not making sense right now but it makes sense in my head um all right so there's that osiris says i was sitting here thinking about the plane flying off into the sunset and it occurred to me that i was hoping the plane goes down it gives michael reason to head off on a mission to recover survivors it also provides the story 
that with that Henry Blake moment, that is always a good way to cut a character out of a show without loose threads dangling. As for Peg's being rather cold in her decision, most women I've known that have that mechanism. Okay, and then he goes on to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. Again, Osiris and I have had the same experience where we got slapped by whole card bitch facts, and oh, and that's poor. it's rough. Poor guys. <clears throat> um, what? Okay, so this is kind of something interesting. Do you think? I mean, I'm I'm pretty convinced we're going to see these characters again. Yes. I mean, I, on I maybe like something shit will go down. They have to come back to um, Fort Irwin. Pegs will maybe fly a chopper. She'll I don't know what. She'll get all camoed up and sexy for Michael. And maybe baby, I'm back for you. That was probably really sexy in my old man voice too. Oh yeah, that I I want to do you right now. Um, <laughs> Or not, because I don't want to get sick. Um, yeah. No, I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done at all. I, th- I, I know a lot of people said, oh, well, their story has been told. And, yeah, well, yeah, a lot of stories have been told, but people stick around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a good eyesight, insight into what's going on in Boulder, Colorado. And Datu even said, you know, he'll start up quote, a new journal. So that's kind of like a little hint right there, I think. And maybe, and maybe it's just sentimental me. Uh, I'm not ready to let go of them yet. I, I want them to stay around. I feel like they still have, I, spe- I mean, especially like with Pegs, you know, there's still something to contribute mm-hmm. to the story, obviously, because there's We don't Michael. know why she doesn't want to shoot guns yet. So there you go. Right. You don't know her past about that. You also don't know, you know, is her relationship truly done with Michael? You know, is it completely done? Yeah, of course, we see people break up in movies all the time, but that was a scene to get back together or, you know, one of them yes. dies. Um <laughs> So, who knows? Maybe she's going off to die. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are saying that, you know, Boulder isn't, like, a re- isn't like real, and they're going off to, like, shoot the civilians. It's like, that. no. No, no, no. Oh, that's that's an interesting take on it. I mean, I don't believe that, but... Right, no, they were saying, like, Boulder is, like, a horrible place. It's just, like, a colony, and people are enslaved, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. But, you know, at the same time, you have Carl, who enlisted from Boulder, came there, said that he came there, and he's like, Boulder's a great place. Now, maybe Bowler's a great place for him because he had a position of power or something. Mm-hmm. But if he did, why would he enlist and go to the bottom of the totem pole? Exactly. Or the maybe top of the totem pole because the bottom is important. Never mind. Yeah. That's unimportant. Oh, oh um, nice. <laughs> sorry, dropped a little more extra knowledge on you. The top of the totem pole is actually the important part. The, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, what, what you just said. Yeah, whatever. Um, I think I just reversed Laura's, it again. <laughs> Laura says, I'll, I dislike Pigs and Dot 2 enough that I'm pretty happy to see them leaving. I am also in favor of dropping them entirely from the story, except for the occasional update. Drama isn't usually as fun and enjoyable as it was in this episode. Pegs is a pain in the ass, and in the way she treated Michael just confirmed it. I think she's been playing with him the whole time. I listened to this podcast for a good story, and her obnoxious attention-seeking distracted me from other things going on. I've got a good feeling that Riley will kick some ass as a soldier, but I don't think she's just staying out of loyalty to Michael. She wants to stay in California because Angel's in California. Yeah, I'm hoping he's still among the living. Casey really delivered on this episode. Mm-hmm. I've started... For those that watch the wa- or watch, read The Walking Dead. Uh, this <gasps> I'm I, just I, caught up to ep- uh, to 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 hold on. What am I trying to say here? Oh, I just read um, issue number ninety, and I'm really stoked about that. I'm actually you actually just passed me because I got stymied at like eighty six or seven. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm a I'm a touch behind. But uh, Riley, I feel has the potential to turn into the comic Andrea. Oh, okay. I feel like she has that potential in her to become super unbelievable snipery badass see it's really funny you say that because i'm not going to spoil anything but 
if if people have read the comics, The Walking Dead, I mean, I'm six issues behind. I think they're told 96 out right now. Yeah. But where number 90 left off, you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, with Andrea and a certain other character. So yeah, I did. Really I have. I have not gotten that far yet, so yeah. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But I mean, the 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 but super the super snipery saying. badass part is so early that I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm ruining anything. And if I did, um, send your complaints to we're not dead podcast at gmail dot com. It's been so long since I said the email address. I can't even remember what it is. I know we honestly have like four different email addresses, but that's just the easiest one to remember. Yes, factually um, correct. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like to see Riley um, in, uh, oh my god, this is how out of, Michael, wow, this is how out of it I am. Riley and Michael, I really like to see those two could become, like, good buds, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this yeah. is a really good time for them to form a bond and a friendship that they haven't had before with each other. And I think they're both going through a lot. They're going to be missing the characters, and they're both going to be bitching about, like, their long-lost love. I don't know about Riley and Angel, whatever. Maybe they both miss pegs, and that's what they'll bond over. Maybe. Maybe. No, I remember you know, it was Riley and Lizzie, though, not pegs. Oh, it was. It was right, right, it, pegs man, and it's Riley. been so long since we brought up lesbian relationships in here. We forgot who God, she actually has. was supposed to like. I know. Wow. I think it was it Kelly? Was it Tanya? Was it Hope? Well, not Hope. Um, that's weird. Okay. All right. Oh, dude. I know. Oh. Sorry. Wrong. Just I so apologize wrong. to all listeners for my behavior on this episode. Okay. <laughs> um, another another point. Tanya has been bit. So Adventureless Hero says, So Tanya has been bitten, or so what does the examiners believe? It may be that she bears the bite marks of an animal back from her time as a vet, or actually did receive a bite from one of the creatures she experimented on, or even from the scrape the scraps you went through with Randy and his group of biters. Who knows? Also, if the Philippines had their own hotspot, then I have little hope for Datu's family. I kind of already had little hope for Datu's family anyway. Yeah, me too. Just and Which is mildly unfortunate, but I, I really had no hope that they were going to have survived. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this theory? Do you think it could be an animal? We don't, we don't know what kind of bite it is. Is it a fresh bite? Is it an old bite? Is it well, kind of... In my opinion, because remember, you have to go back to, I'm pretty sure it's what, 19, 1 or 2? Mm. Is it? Yeah, it had to be 19 because that's the entirety of the colony. Um, mm-hmm. Chapter 19, you have to go in and um, uh, the, one of the first things that Michael notices about her is that she's got her arm wrapped. Mm. And she plays it off. So... I forgot about that detail. Yeah, good call, dude. Yeah, And I had forgotten it as well. And I, again, uh, in the grand scheme of me forgetting who has written what on the on the forum, uh, <laughs> someone else brought it up and I've forgotten who it was. So I'm stealing your thunder again. Uh, stake your claim on uh, zombiepodcast.com slash forum and under the <laughs> We're Not Dead 36 thread. Take your th- take your glory, and uh, I might remember to mention it next week. Um, yes. But yeah, someone, someone else had mentioned that... Uh, that was the first thing that Michael noticed was her arm wrapped, and I had forgotten about it because, fuck, that was like a calendar year ago, <laughs> year and two months ago, and I just completely forgot. So that'll be interesting. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's got to be a zombie bite. I don't, I don't think, think it's an it's animal. Something from Randy. It's not. I don't think it's something from I don't Randy think because it's Randy. that would have been fresh enough that they would have left her strapped to the bed. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I agree. Because remember, she was chained to the bed, and the tower let her go. So she had to have not exhibited any sort of real physical damage aside from the knock on her head where she was knocked out. Wouldn't they have freaking, like, okay, wouldn't they have checked her bandage at that point, you would have thought? You can't give Nurse Britt shit, because Nurse Britt is just following the norm of not checking people's bandages in a zombie apocalypse. Nurse Britt has the word nurse in front of her name, and I don't recall anyone else in the uh, story having nurse in front of their name. Therefore, I'm going to blame Nurse Britt. 
Whatever. I'm under a lot of stress, Boom. okay? I'm under a lot of stress. You, you don't think know what's going you, on. You, th- you think you're under a lot of stress. You just think you're under a lot of stress. I haven't heard sick. from my boyfriend Pete in over 12 months, and it's just not good. <laughs> it's Whatever. only been two and a half months in the real... Shh. What? Nothing? How do you know How do you know Pete and I weren't a thing beforehand? You don't know that. Okay. Because at that <clears throat> point, you would have not heard from him for like... 11 years and 10 months. At that point, I think your relationship's over. You're and pining. Damn you and your logic. No one cares. Boom. That that was the next... Whatever. That was the next <laughs> topic was Nurse Brit and how everyone's giving her shit for fucking up. And, and, and you know, whatever. The, the two-thirds of me that is not Nurse Brit will agree with this. Yes. But it really took me 24 hours to, like, find this bite mark. I suck at life. Yeah. Or I... Nurse Brit sucks at life. I mean, again, it's hard. It, again, I to to cut Nurse Brit a touch of slack. Depending on where the bite mark is, I'm pretty sure it's on her arm because I'm pretty sure that's where Michael noticed it on the colony. Um, you know, if it's like say her, it's on her right arm. You know, generally speaking, they pull blood from one arm and not both. So if they pulled all the blood to do the blood work out of Tanya from her left arm because. You know, most people tend to be right-handed. You pull from the arm that is not used more, you'd miss it. Okay, sure, granted. I'll, I'll, I will grant you that much. But still, it's 24 hours, and if the yeah. entire point is to make sure that no one's bit, then you've done a really poor job. This is, this is I will quote Nurse Britt. When once-his-butt goes in there, Kimmet, or I think that was his name, yep, came Colonel in there. Yep, Colonel I was like, how is he? How is she? And then Brit, Nurse Britt says, physically in good shape from what I can tell so far. Mentally... Who knows? So apparently, physically, Tanya was okay, and I'm totally poning my own character. But we'll see what happens. Well, it's not your fault the character was written with a I'm gigantic blame logic Casey. flaw. Thanks, Casey, for making me look like a dumbass to your hundreds of thousands of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's something I would call a logic flaw. For now, they might be able. They, it might be explained away in 19.3. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to bother asking. Hey, Britt, are you in 19.3 to try and explain away your mistake? Because um, that's not appropriate. So I'm not going to actually ask it. Good boy. Um, woof. Um, so you know, there there may be an explanation coming as to how it was missed mm-hmm. uh, that we don't that we aren't privy to. But at the moment, it looks like Nurse Britt and the medical staff at Irwin that we don't know and is nameless. That that's bad. That's yeah, really re- that's really kind of bad. That you miss a bite mark, the thing I, that you're looking for. The most, yeah. Like okay, it's like you have like a body, and it's like something's wrapped. That should be a beacon. Like were, like, were they checking? <laughs> were they checking her cholesterol level? Was her white <laughs> T cell count so high that they're like, man, she must have like pneumonia. <laughs> we should get her on antibiotics. We should. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, I see the platelet count is low. We need to I get know. her some blood. I, uh, yeah, dude, I, don't, I, I, don't, I know. don't know what's happening. As soon as I talk to Nurse Britt, I'll let you know. All right. That's uh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yes. And that, honestly, is all I really have because, I, I mean, I expect this to be a short episode anyway because my voice is fading. Yeah. But um, if you have any last points, Nick, you want to bring up, please. Um, let's see. Um, oh, can you remind when the um, big apple bite of the apple. It's <laughs> a big uh, bite out of the apple. Yeah. Uh, the Audi Awards, they are June. I want to say it's going to be 5th. Shit. I don't remember. It's, it's, I know it's the first because I'm going to be in E3 for that yeah, weekend. It's, I'm going to be in the, LA. It's the first week of June. The first and full week of June. There's information on zombiepodcast.com slash forum, like on the main page, where you can find if you're going to be in the New Yorkish area where you guys yes. can all meet up. It's the, it's the first Monday of June. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be meeting in Times Square at Dave and Buster's. Um, uh, again, I'm pretty sure I brought this up on one podcast. We were originally going to take out a room at Dave and Buster's uh, so that everyone could come and have fun. Uh, but it was going to be exorbitantly expensive. So we're just going to go crash the party. Pretty much go. is That's what it's going to be. So we may not be sitting together, but we're all going to be in the same area. We can all play video games and arcade and Dance Dance Revolution together. And that uh, means you're doing it, right? That's the right way to do it. Damn straight. Awesome. So that's what we're going to do, and that's going to start around like 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night on that Monday. Um, Dave & Buster's closes like 1 in the morning, so we may stay until then. We may not. Who knows? Who knows? Um, cool. But that's in the heart of New York City. There's always stuff to do until 4 o'clock in the morning, and then after that, things start reopening, so you can always do something else, because I live in the city that never sleeps. There you go. Well, yeah. Awesome. Um, in that case, then, I guess we're about ready to wrap this thing up, huh? Uh, I think so. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that had a question or and more Nurse Brit stuff. Nurse Brit. Nurse Brit. Nurse Brit will attend all your questions later, like next week, when I will hopefully be sounding more like a female. <laughs> um, well, you can sound like one, but apparently you don't act like one, so it's uh, it's already going to be confusing. <laughs> All right. Okay, so hey, then with that being said... <laughs> can, can I just say, I have uh, missed having you on here. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it It's hard to run the show. It's not really? You think so? It's not nearly as entertaining as just snarking in. <laughs> you know, it, on, yeah, it, it, it is a lot of work, because you have to listen to the episode. Obviously, you have to listen to the episode, but you know... Eh, if like, you're bees, I, you don't have to listen to shit. Darn skippy. You know, if you're if you're bees, but you know, um, no, I'll listen to it once, so I can just kind of like listen and enjoy it, you know, as like a fan and just like react to it, and then I'm gonna listen to it again, like rewrite the recap, go through all the forums, go through, you know, the we're not dead forum, check the email, do some Facebook shit. It is a lot of work, but um, I freaking love it, and I have missed it so much. I'm so glad I have somewhat of a voice back. Yay! I'm just Yay. glad that I didn't have to do it all this time. No, it was it's good practice. I'm shaping you up. You're you're the Zin turn for we're not dead. Congratulations. The Zin. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So for Nick Voodoo. Bye bye. And for me, thank you for listening and enjoying this episode. And we will talk to you. Well, I guess we really won't talk to you, will we? You will listen to us talk to you next week. <laughs>